Ashley Easter. And I'm Charlie Grantham, and you're listening to Serendipity, the podcast where we explore everyday magic all around us. Welcome back to Serendipity. It has been a while. Yes. Um, like how long? Like two I don't months? Know. Maybe close to two months, probably by the time this comes out. Um, we've both were just like so busy, like in the I feel like when the spring flowers bloomed, like we were blooming too, you yes. know, like and it just we both got so busy. Um, so we I wish everybody could have seen us dancing to the intro song too, because it's I know been so long since we've been able I to know. dance to it. <laughs> it's true. I haven't heard our song in so long. Like I'm like, oh, this is yeah, I forgot this is like my jam. Um but anyway, welcome back. <laughs> Um, and today we're talking about a really cool, I, I think, I don't know a ton about this. Ashley, you were the one who brought up the idea. Um, and I think you called it collective consciousness, which yeah. I'm really interested in for a few reasons. And I don't know, I, and you know, you really are going to be the one kind of taking it over today and teaching me, but just to kind of let you know where I'm coming from that. Um, when you voice memoed me and you kind of uh-huh. brought up collective consciousness, I thought about there's like a sociology term because mm-hmm. my that's like what my like um, bachelor's degree is in sociology. And I'm like, you know, I love sociology, like the founder of sociology. Um, he coined this term called collective consciousness. And I just wonder if it kind of relates to what you're going to talk about. Yeah, um, because it's like the ideas um it describes basically like the collective like ideas or like attitudes and beliefs that like a, a group of people hold. So it can be applied right. to like all these different things. We're going to talk about it in a very specific like way today, but I think that's what really like um, sparked my interest because I don't know if it's similar at all. Like it could mm-hmm. be something totally different, but that's what it reminded me of. And I was like, Hmm, like this sounds like really fun and interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. So This is a topic that I wouldn't say I'm an expert in, but it's been something that I have been looking into and I think is so fascinating and would really just kind of like make sense of just pretty much everything in the world. And also, um, hopefully people that are tuning into this have listened to our episodes about like quantum physics and other dimensions and you know extraterrestrials Mm -hmm. and and all the things because if you have I feel like this sort of ties in all that stuff or if you haven't that maybe this will prompt you to go back and listen to some yeah, of those episodes. Those are really good episodes. Those are some really <laughs> so much fun. I, I love talking about this stuff. So um my understanding of the term collective consciousness is that there is a theory that we create our reality and some people call this manifestation we've talked about Mm. that before yeah but that it's not just that the things that we do like in the 3d realm of like cause and effect like if i pick up a pen and i drop it you know i caused you know the pen to drop it it is that but it also goes into like being able to manifest realities based on your thoughts Mm, and okay. also being able to communicate um, through 
the quantum realm. So just kind of as a refresher about quantum mm -hmm. physics, if people aren't familiar. So it's a really detailed subject and we're learning new stuff all the time. And I'm yeah. not a quantum physicist, but I love to binge read articles about quantum physics because it's just a completely new way to look at reality. Mm -hmm. um, completely different from what we had ever thought of in the past and science is proving it. But one of the things you learn is that everything is energy. And even the things that look like they are solid, when you zoom down really close on a with a super intense microscope, it is actually energy, it is vibration, and it's movement. And there's actually a lot of particles that are connected to each other, but then also space in between those particles. And mm -hmm. so what looks like a solid is actually not a solid. It's like vibrating energy, but it appears as a solid because of the dimension that we're in and kind of the, I guess, different pressures and gravity and all those things that sort of yeah. hold it together. But it's not just physical things that are energy. It's also our thoughts and what I love about talking about intuition is that I believe from what I've read about quantum physics and what I've experienced is that that is part of where we pick up information from our intuition is we can tap into these different frequencies of information. Mm -hmm. And um, some people might call that like the Akashic Records and I think we had a podcast yes. about those. Um, some people just call it quantum energy, but if everything is energy and intuition is the part of you that reads energy, um, you should, in theory, be able to pick up on energy and read energy, you know, at a distance and um, really get insights from different people in different places. I feel like we've even talked about um, the power of quote unquote prayer and it doesn't matter what god you're praying to necessarily but basically this idea of sending good vibes there's been mm -hmm. some studies and research showing that it actually does reach that person and can in some ways affect the outcome and so basically just keep in your mind this idea that everything in the universe is like energy waves that you can mm -hmm. tap into but at the same time you are a creator, you are a manifester, and so you can create new things. You can create energy. Um, so your thoughts can become things, and you can see that when we talk about the law of attraction, how you can attract things with your thoughts. Of course, you have to take aligned actions as well, but you're more likely to pull those things to you if you think about them and bring them into your reality. But there's also a theory that you can think and create things in your mind and they exist in other dimensions. Mm. So um, your thoughts, again, are energy. And when you put them out, energy can never be destroyed. So it's always out there. Um, and so this idea of collective consciousness, there's a bunch of different ways you can look at it. But it's basically that our reality is created by the thoughts that we as a collective of people think. And 
that we can tap into this collective consciousness, which is basically this big pool of information and get information, but we can also add information to like this big pool. Yeah. So kind of what you were saying with sociology, that's sort of like a microcosm of how it could work. So Mm. if a group of people has undergone a big trauma, they're probably all going to see the world in a very similar way and create a type of reality based on these beliefs that they have about Um, their community, about how they interact with people. Um, And that also would kind of explain, because quantum physics tells us that the universe is really just a holograph, so it's just like a projection of our conscious minds. So why are we all seeing the same reality for the most part? Why is a tree, you know, brown and green? Um, Well, it's because we're tapped into this collective consciousness where we're all projecting sort of the same ideas into Mm -hmm. the world and overlapping and we are learning from other people's ideas and we're simultaneously creating new ideas together. And it's not just ideas, it's also like our physical reality, according to this theory. Mm -hmm. So, What I think is so cool about this is there have been stories for thousands of years of people talking to God or to goddesses. Yeah. And as I've kind of deconstructed from mainstream Christianity, I've kind of started to see God as more of this energy that holds everything together, that God is kind of the energy of quantum physics. But if you take this belief that we can create reality with our minds, I heard this theory that said that the God, gods and goddesses that we create actually exist in other dimensions, but they exist because a group of people has been saying and thinking and acting as if they are a real thing. And so because all of the collective thoughts are coming together, that we can actually interact with that thought form and that that collective thought form actually creates something we might be able to have some sort of communication with. And so I don't really believe in gods and goddesses in the sense of like they're these all-knowing, all-seeing, powerful things that control every aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. But what if, as a society, we made up this concept of I don't know, like the goddess Isis. And we attributed to her all these particular archetypes and qualities and that she has this backstory and she did these things and she represents this and she gives off this energy. And if all of those thoughts came together in the quantum realm to kind of condense into an energy form that we would call maybe the goddess Isis or uh, Horus or, you know, whatever religion you're from and that that could explain why sometimes people feel a connection to gods or goddesses in another realm and then pair that with not only could we create that but because of our intuition we can tap into energy what if that's Mm -hmm. how people actually communicate with those kind of beings that we've made in in other realms and so when I heard this theory, I was like, we have to talk about it on the show. I don't know if it's right, but it sure is fascinating. Wait, that's really interesting. And it's making me think, um, just like the thoughts coming up for me. 
I um, went to Catholic high school. So like yeah. for five years, like eighth through 12th grade. Um, and um, so I learned a lot about how to take religion every year. And I learned a lot about the Catholic religion. And um, there were a lot of stories told that, and, and just kind of even taking like God out of the equation, mm-hmm. thinking of people like Mary, like the mm-hmm. mother of God, Right. Or saints. Like there's a lot of saints in the Catholic church. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of stories and I guess I'll talk about them separately. So like for Mary, there were, there's been a lot of like sightings. Um, and so there's like, and I, I could be wrong, but this is how I remember it, but like different, like, um, like I think like our lady of Guadalupe, like mm-hmm. I think is like actually referring to like a sighting of Mary that someone like in, right. I don't know if it was like Guatemala or it was another country other than the United States. Um, that's all I remember. But like it was a sighting of Mary, um, you know, there and there are other people like there's these sightings of Mary. And so like that makes sense. To, like what if like so many people because I mean, this is like a huge religion, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Catholic Church is like huge. So many people believe in this um, and have created this like thought or this idea in another realm that it's showing up in this and the same thing that's making me think about the saints um because and this is like a funny kind of it's not a funny story but it's it's just an interesting story so and I need to google to like see like exactly um if I'm remembering this right but so our um school was like part of the um Salesian like sect like you know they have like different um in the catholic church they have like it's all in the catholic church but then they have like different focuses so like there's like the jesuits and whatever Mm -hmm. so mine was like the salesians and like the founder of the salesians was don bosco and so he was um this priest in like italy i think anyway um this all has a point i know it sounds very dry like talking about no no it's interesting um so anyway, he founded like this, this, the Salesians. And so he is a saint in the Catholic church. And so to be a saint in the Catholic church, you have to like do certain things. And I don't remember the, all the criteria, but you have to do certain things while you're alive, but that's actually not enough. Once you die, you have to have, um, like certain miracles performed or attributed to you. Hmm. And, either one of them has to be relating to your dead body or they're, they often are. So like for Don Bosco, I think it was his tongue. This is where it gets weird. It was like his <laughs> tongue and like his right arm or something like that, that never decayed. Like hmm. they were in the same um, like form or whatever. Like, you know how like bodies deteriorate yeah, and yeah. like whatever, like um, disintegrate over time. There were like multiple parts of his body that did not disintegrate and in fact it was like went on a worldwide tour what? to different places and it came to my town because there were like multiple Salesian schools in my town and we like went and saw his body his dead body and he'd been dead for like 200 years or something anyway oh this is where it gets weird but anyway <laughs> I'm just wondering like what if these rules were set up, right? There's this religion mm-hmm. and there's this collective idea. And then there's rules set within that religion that says the mm-hmm. saints, in order to be a saint, you have to perform these things after right. you die. And because that the c- collective consciousness created this thought, that is where um, those things are coming from. Like, it's not like he's in 
you know, another realm, like in heaven, mm-hmm. like making his tongue, right. not disintegrate. <laughs> like, right. What you if know? we did that instead of him? Right. Like what if, yeah. and maybe like some people I think, I feel like I've heard, this is so long ago, but I feel like I've heard of some saints, like full bodies, not disintegrating. And like, what mm-hmm. if maybe that was like a more popular um, saint or a more popular right. figure within the church. So there was more of the collective consciousness, like focused on that person. Mm. So their miracles were like greater and more powerful than maybe this one who a lot of people don't know who Don mm-hmm. Bosco is. And so he just got a tongue and like whatever yeah. his arm, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. that's what it made me think of just because I have some background, like in with like saints and the Catholic church, I feel like a lot of the type, that type of stuff happens. Um, within within that religion yeah. so no I mean I think that's that's a really cool thought and just kind of a, it almost kind of makes me think of like a cloud like how <clears throat> you know you could have like steam or something in the air mm-hmm. but as it gets more dense as there becomes more water droplets it becomes like a cloud and then it gets more dense and it gets darker mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it like falls to earth yeah. to water and i kind of wonder if according to this theory you know if kind of enough thought energy is put towards something if it becomes more and more dense to where and we're in a 3d reality where right. it has to be very dense for us to actually be able to see it yeah um and makes sense i mean and I, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's really interesting, like looking at archetypes of like gods and goddesses. I, I'm really interested in the ones in Egypt, just because I think they're fascinating, have fascinating backstories. But I know people who say that, you know, whether it's Mary Magdalene or Mother Mary or a saint or whatever, that they call on them for a certain quality or trait, like courage mm-hmm. or, um, you know, compassion yes. or something. And what if you really can draw that trait from that focused attention? Because so many people have attributed courage or compassion oh or, or love. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that could potentially explain why people feel like they have relationships with um, different entities outside of our dimension. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure there were like people, I I wasn't Catholic. And so like, I didn't participate in a lot of like, maybe Mm -hmm. things that my friends were. Um, But they had like, there are people that had like their favorite saints, um, the people that they related to. And there is like, I think it's St. Andrew is like the patron saint of like, well, I don't know, but it's basically like, if you lose something, you pray to St. Andrew because he'll help you find. So like, what what if it's like all these people like sending their energy asking for things to be found and then it is that's able to come about um or even like i'm thinking about and i don't this is just a thought yeah came into my mind but like you know how like after jesus died Mm -hmm. and he appeared like the bible even i think says like in one of the gospels i really have not read it in a long time but i think it says something like they described like when Jesus appeared to either some of the apostles or uh-huh. one or something, they described him look it almost like a ghost or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and this collective belief among these, and I, I know it wasn't like the whole world, it was just like sure, this, sure. you know, certain people, people. Yeah. But it was a pretty intense belief. It was a pretty strong <laughs> relationship they had. Yeah. Um, could that have made, you know, like I don't know. It's just like I'm starting to think like mm-hmm. um 
and even in, within like maybe like witchcraft and like spells mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. um things like that like there's enough people who believe in this mm-hmm. where like you know maybe that's part of what makes certain spells work and like right. anyway that this is really cool like it's making me think a lot about there's just so many ways you yeah. can like go and, with you it. Know, I don't know if it's true or not, but it would make mm. sense of so many things. Yeah. And even just, um, I don't know, just thinking about, have you heard of, I think it's called the Mandela effect. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like people will have this idea that um, Nelson Mandela died at a certain point, but he actually didn't. Right. Or people will remember the Berenstein Bears versus the, what is it? Berenstein or something Berenstein like that? Berenstein bear, something yeah. like that. Or, you know, other other things um, that, like, collectively people see it one way and believe that that is reality and then act as if that is the reality. Yeah. And then other people believe, like, a different reality. And it's like people have asked, like, is that a glitch that happened? Right. Um, or is it just that we kind of will something to happen. Well, that that <laughs> reminds me there was, so this is a smaller scale of this mm-hmm. clearly, but um, someone had, we had a friend visiting us like last summer and they were like, oh, you would like this band. And we were in the car, like play this band. And I heard it as Lake Street Drive as the name of the band. Uh-huh. And I put it in my phone as Lake Street Drive and it came up. I loved it. Became one of my favorite bands. Like I listened to them so much. Nate loves them. He knows them as Lake Street Drive. That's the only way I've ever referred to them. And I've like literally thought that's such a cool name. We um, like, I listened to them so much that Spotify sent me a notification saying, Hey, they're going to be in your city. Do you want to go to their (laughs) concert? And so I was like, Oh, Lake Street Drive is going to be here. And yeah. so the friend was like, yeah, like I want to go too. So Nate and I bought tickets to this concert and um, we we bought them for like him and his girlfriend too. And um, or like we're all going together. Anyway, the point of it is I go- I went to like send my mom a, like a YouTube video so yeah. she could hear their music. And I typed in Lake Street Drive. And it pulls up their stuff, but then it says um, showing results for Lake Street Dive. And I was like, that's not right. And so I Googled it and everywhere I looked, it said Lake Street Dive. And I was like, it has been like a full year of me listening to this. Like they're one of my top artists. Like, and Nate calls them that. Like Nate couldn't believe it when I said (laughs) it. And I was like, I feel so stupid. I've been calling them the wrong name for like a whole year. But it, but Nate, like we both couldn't believe that it was actually Dive when it's like, I saw it on my phone. Like I was somehow missing the R and it was like, it's almost like it, I, to me, like, it's not even the same band. Like, you know what I right, mean? Like, right. And Nate and I both had that same experience. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if it had just been you, it would have been like, oh, you know, silly me or whatever. Like, right. if it was me, I would have been like, oh, dyslexic error. But like other people around yeah. you thought the same thing. And I don't know if his friend thought I need to ask because I was yeah. like, I swear to God that he said drive. And I can't like, you know, I just, and it was like, and I was like, and I told me at the time, I was like, it's like that Mandela effect where like people think Chick-fil-A spelled like 
two right. different ways, which I right. was one of those people. So anyway, that just reminded me like on a smaller scale. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I just, I think it's so trippy because I mean, if it's true and we can actually, you know, create different realities, I mean, we're finding out so many things like time is not linear. Like mm-hmm. time doesn't really exist like we think it does. And, you know, it can speed up and slow down. And I even read an article about like time. I think I want to say it speeds up when you're on a mountain versus when you're on the ground or, or something oh. like it's just uh, it might have been reversed. But there's just so many things that we have believed about reality that we think are static. Mm-hmm. And number one, they're not static because they're energy and it's like energy yeah. waves. But what if they're like less static than we thought? And what if we have influence over them? And um, I would also be interested, like if it's true, like what is the tipping point to make something, um, like how many people do you have to have to create something yeah. in another dimension? And then how many people do you have to have or how much time or, you know, whatever before that like manifests in like the 3D reality? Um, and so, yeah, let me ask your opinion about this. This is something I I just thought about. So if, if let's say this theory is like, correct Mm -hmm. and this, this can happen. Um, do you think the, in the way that like a collective can create like a, a, another energy or like Mm -hmm. a being entity, whatever, or thought, um, like, and let's say the idea of like heaven mm-hmm. and hell, can people create an actual place? Mm. Do you think? Because I don't like that. <laughs> I was going to say oh. that makes me like worried, but at the same time, how could someone create a, how could a collective create a place that then someone would like, that still doesn't really, I feel like it doesn't vibe with the theory because mm-hmm. then like people, like, I feel like it's, the idea of people being like forced into something right it seems like an opt-in or opt-out kind of thing yeah you know like even when you think of like the mandela effect um some people like opt into it and some people don't Don't. and um you know uh, even like the gods and goddesses like some people like vehemently do not believe in this god or goddess and some people vehemently do and so they kind of I, I feel like it's like a, a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Yeah. That's more and more how I see life is just like you can kind of get out of it what you want. And um, I don't know. It, it seems like um, it seems like what I know of the universe, it seems like it bends towards love and expansion yeah. mm-hmm. because that is more evolutionarily beneficial to survival and we see like more advanced species they tend to be more um caring of others within their species versus the lower versions of Mm -hmm. you know animal species so it seems like um i don't know it it seems like ultimately it would kind of be bending towards something good and if you wanted to go to a bad place that you could maybe opt into that because you wanted to experience it but yeah that 
Yeah. Like that makes, like, I was just thinking about how sometimes people have like the out of body experiences when Mm -hmm. they almost die or they do technically die Mm -hmm. um, and come back to life. There's so, there's such a variety of things that happen and places that people go. It's not just like I, when I grew up, it was like, oh my gosh, there's all these people who have had Mm -hmm. near death experiences where they died and they actually went to heaven or they died and they actually went to hell. And that was like it. And I was like, oh my God, it must be real. But actually there's like a lot of people who have the same experiences, but they, um, experience like, um, like the idea, you know, there's like the theory that this is just like a simulation and there's like people- you know, and that people who die, they literally die, see that, oh, this is all a simulation. Like there's buttons and there's people controlling it. And the people who die then control it. And then she comes back to life. Or there's people who, there's just like a bunch of different experiences that people have. And um, so it's not that just like, oh, like it almost seems like maybe the, sometimes there's like the people who've had maybe certain experiences, maybe Mm -hmm. that's where they were kind of like, pointing towards right. um like wanting to you know go to heaven or wanting to prove right. that hell is real or something you know what I mean like right, maybe that's right. why they experienced that because they were like so in you know already like yeah yeah entrenched or that. that they were like a vibrational match for it like if yeah um because I I tend to think like in terms of hell that we create hell by the hate we create for ourselves and others and that yeah. hell is less of like a, an actual place and more of like a, an energy of just like really having strong hatred and yeah and so if somebody is vibrating as just a really hateful person maybe that's what they would manifest versus if somebody mm. is vibrating as like i want good for myself and other people um yeah have you seen the show um lucifer no, you recommended that to me. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. I actually, it's funny. I never watched it because I just like have, I'm like, the I yeah, have a list. Yeah. It's still on my list, yeah. honestly. But um, I actually got it. We were watching Jeopardy and I got the Jeopardy question right because you told me about it and I know the plot. <laughs> and I was like, Lucifer. Yeah. And I was right. And I was yeah. and it was like, have you seen that? I'm like, no, but Ashley told me that I should watch it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I kind of like their idea of heaven or hell. It was more like hell was not something that somebody else cast you into. It was more like, you know, if you won't let go of, you know, guilt or um, you won't let go of certain things. Um, Anyway, I don't know, but um, I just, I just think it's really fascinating. And like, if we could prove that there's a way to create these things and then like intentionally get people together to like design something or or someone. um, And like I, this just seems like it could be really useful and, and fun. And then where does it end from there? Like, yeah. Well, infinity. that could be like, al- <laughs> like the aliens, right? right or ghosts right. or like whatever, like though that's from a collective group of people, maybe that, because there's a lot of people who believe in aliens. Like maybe, right. maybe that's something that we created or, or maybe, or <laughs> maybe we are the things that the aliens right. created, you exactly. know, and we're like the physical 3D manifestation. Right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right we're not the main characters in this right. like, <laughs> no that's really know. interesting and I think I told I told you about it kind of just reminds me but I think I told you about the movie everything yeah everything yeah. everywhere all at once um I, I can't wait to see that it's on my so list good. but it, it kind of reminds me 
um, kind of of like, there's like the idea in that movie, like without giving away, there's like these just different realms or like different universes mm -hmm. and like in every universe, like you're, you are like a different person. I mean, you're the same person, but like in one universe, she was like, like a um, karate expert, like a black yeah, belt in karate. Yeah. And then another expert she, or um, universe, she was like a chef. And like, mm -hmm. um, and the idea is that you can tap into those other universes that are happening yeah. at the same time as what we're in. Mm -hmm. And you can tap into like what you have or what you mm -hmm. are in those other like universes. Um, and it's just such a beautiful story. Like it's anyway, it's one of my favorite movies, but I, I think about that in that movie, like I would say it probably changed, you know, I I'm, I'm a very dramatic person, but I think it changed my life. I mean, yeah, I would yeah. say at the minimum, it changed my perspective and it it's giving me more like tools and stuff. Cause sometimes mm -hmm. since I've seen that, um, if something has happened, I think, okay, well, and like, I can get upset. It's not that you can't be sad about things, but like, sure, sure. One thing that's helped me is to think, okay, but you know, in another universe, like that's happening for me. And like, it's right. just not this one. Like, this is yeah. just not the one for it. Right. And that's okay. And like, you know, obviously you can only do that to an extent for some things, but it's actually in the past, you know, few weeks and months, I have used mm -hmm. that. Um, or like in another universe, like my grandparents are alive and, right. you know, like it just is like, you know, instead of being like sad, in that mm -hmm. moment, which is totally okay to be. And sometimes I do just have to cry. Like you can channel into another place where they are still there and they are yeah. still, that's something Nate told me when I said, I just, I, I hate that I feel like they're gone. And Nate right. was like, well, they're not. That's like, time is like, we're still in the time that they existed. Yeah. And I, yeah. and he said the same thing as you said. And um, so ever since that, it's like been almost really easy for me to like close my eyes and almost like meditate back to their house. Mm. And they're there. And, and the other day I even like walked in to our apartment and like for a second, I got a whiff of their house. Oh. And I was like, wow, like, it just makes me think all of this is still happening. All of this stuff still yeah. exists. And there's a place that it exists. And mm. it just is like a comforting feeling, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I, I love that so much. And I'm curious when people are listening to this episode, if they're going to have other, like, I, I just feel like this is just like a foundationally different way of looking at yeah. life in the universe. And I'm wondering if people tuning in are going to have stories like, like what you said, yeah. um, with feeling close to your grandparents or how they felt like they connected with a deity or saint or something like that. Um, I also, one other thing before we wrap it up, I was just thinking about how people have such vastly different views of Jesus and yes. tapping into Jesus's energy. And so what if people are really tapping into something, but they're, <clears throat> what if people are really tapping into something, but they are tapping into a particular type of collective consciousness that's been created around Jesus. So like white supremacists and like kind of that white Jesus um, where it's like hate and, you know, like yeah. exclusion. What if people are tapping into that idea of Jesus and kind mm -hmm. of pulling quote unquote strength from that, but they're pulling it actually from the thoughts of other people, not really Jesus. And right. then other people who have more of a, like a historical view of Jesus or like a, you know, I don't know. I just wonder yeah. if that kind of explains how people can use like a deity's name and have such a vastly different 
connection and view of them if maybe they're not so much tapping into that deity per se but more so ideas created around that deity and those those ideas change vastly based on where you are at in the world or what time period you're in and um that's true and because you know like and you think about like any of the like really major religions that have like a ton of people like in christian there's Mm -hmm. like thousands of denominations yeah in christianity and like and i i don't know like well but i'm pretty sure like in islam there are different kind of like in christianity where i don't know if it's specific dominations but Mm -hmm. beliefs really do vary across the board right um and probably with other religions too, and I can't think of it right now. Yeah, but, Judaism, yeah, for sure. They've right. Got different sex yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And so, what if it's like there are different, like, like, because I have thought about that before. I'm like, wow, there's so many ways to interpret this, right? Like, there's endless ways to interpret, like, the Bible on different rules and stuff within Christianity. Um, how like how can that be like how can you know people have like technically be the same religion and have these like very different like polar opposite almost Mm -hmm. beliefs about the person that they're worshiping or the idea that they're worshiping and that actually makes a lot of sense that there's just these different deities if there's enough people who Mm -hmm. believe in it or the belief is strong enough within maybe not like like i was saying like in like the disciples and like the few people um when like jesus you know was Uh alive um like the belief was strong enough to create something more i don't know like it's just really interesting and it's like i mean like like i think you said like you're not sure if you believe it or not like i don't know if i believe it or not but it really is interesting and i think it would explain some things um so yeah 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 i i hope that people reach out to us with their thoughts about this if they've had any experiences or if it like clarifies something for them like if this theory is true um yeah we're always looking for y'all to send in your serendipitous stories so like please um if this sparks something for you like we want to hear about it because we're into the weird we're into the woo i love it yeah Yeah. kind of turning the corner on that note charlie you've got a serendipitous story for us right yeah it's like not it's like um it is serendipitous i guess it's really like a happy story like more yeah, so that okay. it's just like you know it's not super woo or anything but nate and i were getting coffee um and we parked into like this parallel parking spot and we were like the last spot so like yeah. there was like open space behind us but it wasn't a like actual parking spot and we get back in the car and like immediately turn the car on and nate puts it in reverse before the camera like and all the sensors can even come Uh on so nothing beeped and we we like bumped the car behind us there was a car behind us that was not there before in a spot that was not actually a spot and so we were like oh my gosh and there wasn't we like looked really there's no damage to the car um, but there was no one in the car and we waited for like 15 minutes because we were like, well, I feel like we should at least, you know, stick around. Um, yeah. because like, you know, you're not supposed to like, that's like, I mean, I don't think it'd be a hit and run cause we didn't actually like damage <laughs> right. it, but you know, still, so it was like 15 minutes. They didn't come. So we were like, okay, well let's just leave a note. And so Nate left a note that said like, Hey, I bumped your car, but I didn't see any damage. If you want to talk about it, here's my phone number. Yeah. Well, Nate got a text from the person and it was like so nice and Nate was like really nervous like he was like really like anxious about it and I was kind of like felt like I think it all 
be fine. I mean, it's not like yeah, they do yeah. anything. The chances of there being like a huge like asshole who was going to make a big sure, deal of it in Maine, sure. I feel like a slim. <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah. like not worried about it. Um, so this is what the text said. It was like the sweetest thing that like made our day. It says, hi, Nate. First off, my entire family was so impressed with your honesty. I thought I got a parking ticket and then was totally taken by surprise with your note. You demonstrated to my two children the importance of being honest and a good human. From our end, our car is good to go. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for leaving that note. You made one big positive impact on our family. Like, I just thought that was the nicest thing because it was like, we didn't think much of it. Like if any, like he bumped his car and he's like thanking us like from the bottom (laughs) of his heart, like, or her heart, I guess. I don't know. But, um, but anyway, it was just like so sweet and it made our day. And I feel like it kind of goes almost back to like our episode about like being your authentic self, Mm -hmm. um, and not so much being your authentic self, but one of the reasons I said it's it's so wasn't so impactful for me is learning about that was right. because of like human connection. And I think that really made like, I mean, it made my day, but it really made Nate's day. It was like the day yeah. after and he was having a hard day at work. And the fact that we like took the time to like, you know, write the note, which was like a two minute ordeal. Like it wasn't yeah, yeah. like a whole thing. Um, but just to be able to connect with someone, um, even like over text like that, it just like, it was just a really happy story and not serendipitous, but, but definitely happy. Oh, I love that. You always bring the good, happy stories. Like it's just <laughs> like heartwarming. And I don't know. I, I think everybody enjoys it. Cause I, I know I enjoy sunshine it. Sunshine and butterflies. Yes. <laughs> yes. We hear so much negative news and we need some good news. That's yeah. And I love that the children, you know, got to see it as well. And, you know, hopefully I know it them, sounded like, you know, yeah. you know, strides towards honesty in the world which we can yeah use more of that yeah yeah what about well, you I've do got you have one. yeah okay yeah i've got one so um i follow this woman sahara rose i think i mentioned her, her to you yes and i may have even mentioned her here before mm-hmm. um she has this membership and i'm a part of the membership program and i specifically joined because members get to go to the in-person retreat in miami Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to be a member of this because I want to meet her in person. I want yeah, to yeah. be able to, you know, get together with all these kind of spiritual, cool women. And I was really excited about it. So um, I booked the flight, you know, a while ago and went to Miami. The whole retreat was great. <clears throat> the whole retreat was great. Um, and they had a variety of different speakers. You know, one was talking about like self massage and like how you can like drain your lymphic system. So that was cool. There was a shaman there who did some different cool talks. And um, then we had like this lady who did um, an intuition session, which I loved. And I, I didn't necessarily learn anything new about like the concept of intuition, but she had this Mm. cool thing where she did an intuition circle where it was like all, I don't know how many people were there, like 80 or 90 people. Um, She asked for one person to volunteer and they asked a question. And then we all as a group like intuitively gave the messages we were picking up and kind of shared with her. And so that was fun. And just to see from across the room how people were jotting things down and they would read it off their notepad and then somebody else she'd be like I think you have something to say and they would have had like 
here's my notepad and they would have jotted down like the exact same thing oh, um cool. maybe one person had three words and they had like full sentences but it contained those three words and this person got yeah. imagery and so that was cool but then we took it to another level and we had something called um, manifestation portals i think they called them and so we all broke up into groups of four and we would take turns having one person stand in the center of our little circle and have like three people around them. And you would talk about the thing that you wanted to manifest and you would get like, I don't know, 60 seconds and they would put it on the clock and you would talk about the thing you're trying to manifest and bring into your life. And then there'll be like another 60 seconds, two minutes, something like that, where the people outside would just kind of feel into the energy of that and try to pick up any information. And then you would have like a five minute sharing session where the three people on the outside would share what intuitive wisdom they picked up from like tapping into your energy. Okay. And so it was really cool. Like um, I brought forward the, the thing about, you know, wanting to have a home in the ocean and people were getting like particular vibes and things that I'd seen in my imagination in the past. And so that was cool, just different confirmations. But the one story, and this is the one I wanna share, this lady, she stepped into our circle and she said she was looking for love and she talked about it. She didn't say exactly what she was looking for in like the, the person as to what they look like, but yeah. just kind of the qualities that she wanted. Okay. And so we all kind of held our hands out and kind of felt into that. And immediately I started getting like these images that came to my mind. And so I was like, I would like to go first. <laughs> um, actually, I think she might even turn to me first. But anyway, I went first. And I was like, I'm getting this image. Uh, and she was a white lady. I was like, I'm getting this image. And do you identify as white? And she said, yes. I said, I'm getting this feeling that you need to date outside your race. And that you need to broaden your realm of people that you're, you're interested in. And I'm getting this picture of this young... Um, Latina man mm -hmm. and just that he's really gonna appreciate you and embody all the qualities that you're looking for and that you're really gonna jive with him and be able to like give him what he needs and then I said and there's something something about salsa dancing I don't know what that is I don't know what that means to you but salsa dancing and you should have seen her face she's like oh my god Ashley she said last night I was on the beach and there was a Hispanic young man. She, she was probably, I don't know what her age was, maybe like late 50s, I would guess. Mm -hmm. And he was a little bit younger than her. And I had had this vision that he was a little bit younger, but an adult man. Yeah. Um, this younger <laughs> Latino man came up to her and they sparked this connection. And they started like making out on the beach and just like kissing and just going at it. And they were like so aligned. And then get this, he asked her to go salsa dancing and she was gonna go the night that I said this. So it was the night before that she met him and he invited her salsa dancing on this night when I, and I was like, oh my God, you have to oh go. And so she went and she sent me a message and she was like, oh my God, you are right. And like, I don't know if that's her soulmate or if it was just getting her on the right track, but yeah. I was floored. And what stood out to me was like, I get these intuitive hits all the time. Yeah. And a lot of times I rely on like cards to kind of like prompt it and that, that works and that's helpful and I do that for my clients. But being in a space where somebody was like just asking me what I just picked up without giving me 
any of those details. Like I never yeah. met this woman before. Um, yeah. And to be able to pick up all those things just intuitively and it to be so spot on, I was like, wow, I need to start like just coming up to people at the grocery store and being like, hey, I've got a vision for you. <laughs> like I'm too oh scared to do that. But you know, I was like, wow. And I don't know, it was just one of the, the times where I had like no tools to aid me yeah. to like lean on and be like, oh, the cards help me. Like it was purely intuition and it was like spot on and it just kind of gave me that boost of confidence. Like, okay, I really can trust my intuition and I can feel confident about telling people what I'm picking up about them. If they ask, of course, you know, I don't want Yeah. To well, it's like you say, the magic is you. It's not the tools. Like it's not the cards. It's not the crystals it's not the whatever it's in you and that proves it right there you know like where it's a testament to it that that's correct you didn't have any of those tools you just had your intuition and um did you see did you get to see a picture of this person because I want to no oh my I'm gosh. gonna have to ask her for that I hope she took a picture because she hadn't like the night uh -huh. before I don't think um but I don't know it was amazing and I also was wondering like what role like consent played into it because she was like mm -hmm. opening up her energy for yeah. us to pick up stuff and so I wonder like if you're a lot more accurate when that person also has the intention of like opening yeah. themselves up um I don't know but that's kind anyway. of like with the Akashic records um yeah yeah she said like you can't open someone's records without their consent and I kind of was like I didn't fully get that at the time to be honest right, right. um I was like mm. I, I just don't get how that works. But now that you're right. saying that, like, I, I guess I could see it. Like, I could see why you can't access maybe someone's energy without mm -hmm. um, or like whatever, without yeah. them like being open to it. Like if they're right. closed off, then they're closed right. off. And so, yeah. but anyway, that that's really cool. That is like, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't stop smiling because I was like, this is like a really cute story. Like, too. Like, I mean, whether they end up together or not, right, like, right. It sounds like they had a pretty good time, you know, like they so. did. Yeah. <laughs> sounded like it anyway <laughs> at least she made some memories you know of anything yeah. so but um oh that's so cool well we love serendipitous stories um if you have um a serendipitous story a happy story an intuition story a ghost story I always say ghost because like, those are my favorite but yes, whatever please, it is ghost stories. we love ghost <laughs> stories um whatever it may be we would like to hear it. Um, you can DM us on Instagram. Our Instagram is serendipity.pod. Um, you can even send us like a voice memo that way. Um, and we may play your story on the show. Um, or you can email us at pod.serendipity at gmail.com. Um, either way, we we just like are addicted to serendipitous stories. <laughs> yes, please send them. And if you enjoy this episode, um, if you'd like us to make more, a great way to kind of give back and like support the podcast is to send us a review, um, particularly on Apple Podcasts. And when you type out that review, and hopefully you leave us five stars, that would be amazing. Yes. Um, <laughs> take a screenshot before you send it and then, um, then hit submit and then send that screenshot of you leaving the review to us you can either email it at pod.serendipity at gmail.com or on Instagram. You could send it to us in a message. Um, serendipity.pod is our Instagram handle. And we will give you a free gift as a thank you. Um, it's it's really cute. It's some um, wallpaper background for your laptop, for your computer, for your 
um, iPhone, but also there's a format of it that is print quality. And so you can actually print it out at a professional printer and um, hang it up on your wall. It's, it's really beautiful so custom cute, artwork. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, with butterflies, which is like, who doesn't love butterflies? Um, but yes, so... Thank you so much for listening and you're going to want to come back next week. We have a special mini episode um, with a very, I think, fun serendipitous story. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.